Hey everybody, before we kick off today's episode, Antonio T. Smith Jr. here, and I just want to tell all of you that if you're an avid learner of self-growth, if you want to change the quality of your life, I'm on my major events, WonderCon 2024, it's almost here. The dates are March 17th through March 22nd, that is 2024, and you can go to the website inside the show links to get to all the information there. It's in Houston, Texas. There's also a bunch of opportunity for online tickets as well. So you can watch the event live. Plus, you get the opportunity to keep the video for life as well. With an array of expert speakers, including myself, interactive workshops and a plethora of experiences, it promises to be a transformational event that you've never seen before. Please know in person there are limited spaces available and get all the details to secure a spot on the show notes. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better, you can dominate. Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr., where ideas ignite change and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix. A Master Plan for Black Group Economics with Wealth Creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr. Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within Black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book, it's a movement, a call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear, drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of the Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us.
Perfect. Perfect. All righty. All righty. Welcome, everyone. Give it a quick second for the people to tune in. Obviously, you know me. My name is Jalen, and I have something extremely, extremely valuable and exciting to share with you all today. So before we get into it, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, esteemed guests and visionaries of change, today we have the privilege of welcoming a remarkable individual to our stage. I am thrilled to introduce Antonio T. Smith Jr., a trailblazer in the realm of economic empowerment and a relentless advocate for the prosperity of Black communities. Antonio, a distinguished entrepreneur and thought leader, is the architect behind the transformative work Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power of Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics and wealth creation. This book is not just literature. It is a revolutionary blueprint aimed at reshaping the economic landscape for Black Americans today. His journey to success was significantly influenced by the teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, whose wisdom is deeply ingrained in Antonio's strategies for wealth creation and economic independence. In this book, Antonio dissects the complexities of seven key sectors, economics, finance, data information, manufacturing, infrastructure, communications, and human resources. He unveils how mastery and control over these areas can catalyze Black economic empowerment. Antonio's dedication extends beyond just writing. His mission is to enact real change, fostering economic independence and empowerment within Black communities. He stands before us, not seeking anything in return but with the hope that his insights will spark action and inspire transformation. Please join me in welcoming a man of vision and action, a beacon of hope for economic equality, and a true champion for the Black community, Antonio T. Smith Jr. Oh, man, you made me sound like Dr. Claude Anderson, George Frazier or something. Oh, shoot. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to be a champion. We're getting it in. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I haven't lived long enough to be a champion. This is called me a warrior. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, We're still yeah. fighting battles, right? Well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we got to get it in. We got to get it in. I love it. I love it. So before we get into it, I want to do something a little quirky. Okay. Picture yourself on a beach right now. If you had one chance to get your prime drink, what would it be? Scotch. Uh, uh, on a beach? On the beach. Scotch everywhere. Scotch on the beach. Scotch in, in the wintertime. Always scotch. Um, any scotch. I don't even, I, I mean, you know, George, I mean, Levitt's work, but Glenn Levitt's, but scotch. Scotch all day. And If it can't be scotch, give me a whiskey, which is a version of scotch just not from ireland right so yeah scotch all day <laughs> okay i mm -hmm. love it i love it i'm more of a tito's or tequila guy on the beach so okay that's just fair me. enough but, but let's get right into it all right so what was your inspiration when you wrote resegregation and how did dr claude anderson's teaching influence its development so dr claude anderson's teachings influence the development completely wholly for sure i read powernomics you know, strangely enough, it was actually a pastor that gave me, it was actually a pastor that gave me power nomics, strangely enough. 
that and i thought that was pretty cool but it, anywho I, I'm, I'm not even sure why i brought it up but it was actually uh, a pastor that gave me that and dr claude anderson did some 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 great things for me we're reading that book nevertheless to answer your questions it's kind of simple i'm i've always been a champion of black wealth black health i, I didn't grow up i grew up homeless from five to fifteen so I never don't really have any influences that kind of messed me up too much, even though that particular experience messed me up plenty. So my inspiration behind the book was I've always been, I mean, I was, I was six figures at 18, but I started my own business at 14. I was too grown by 18 and I've always put my power back in my hands. I've always been a free thinker. And by the time I got the Dr. Claude Anderson book, which this book I actually dedicated to Dr. Claude Anderson, it was truly all about black wealth for sure. And most of my father, and the crazy, the crazy thing is I am extremely pro-black and, and, and I still have most of my following the old white men due to whatever <laughs> reasons. It's, it's crazy. I'm like the Dave Chappelle of business, right? It's, it's crazy. But, you know, I, I, I'm trying to bring all my people with me. So the inspiration was, I don't like us struggling. I don't like us not getting it. I don't like us 17 gen. Well, we're not even 17 generations behind the more the internet sped that up. We're more like, I, I write that down in the book mathematically. We're more like 30 generations behind now. By 2030, it's been reported by CNN, Forbes, that black wealth will be down to zero. It, it, you know, like it's crazy. It's wow, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's the inspiration for sure. Awesome. So obviously we all know money is never the root of all evil, but it is the power that forces everything to happen in this earth. So what are some key sectors that you have in this book? And can you elaborate on why you chose them specifically? Okay. That's a great question. So the key sectors are, they are, uh, it, 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 Economics. So you got that first. Dr. Claude Anderson talks about that. And this is why I kind of veer off a little bit. Well, I don't veer off. I add to finance, data information, manufacturing, infrastructure, communications, and human resources. So it's seven of them. It's economic finances, data information, manufacturing, infrastructure, communications, and human resources. Now, that's not a difference or, or an affront to Dr. Claude Anderson. It just I got to write the book in 20. I've been, I've been writing this book since 2017, but I got the wow. publishing book in 2023. You know, there was no blockchain when he wrote his book and, you know, it's still like that. So I've got a little bit of information, but to answer the other questions. So I was a, I was a spy for the United States military. I was, I started off as an intelligence, an intelligence analyst for the United States military. And then I became special operations some stuff I'll leave off camera. And I was, my main job was psychological operations. It was to report to my colonel, uh, the three axes of events of how the enemy will kill us. And so I did a bunch of top secret missions over my tour throughout the military. And the goal of the American military, the goal of the China military, the goal of the China economy, is to fire a shot is to win a war without firing a single shot 
And in order to do that, you have to own or take control of a com- of a country's economics. In order to do the next step, then you, once you take control of a country's economics, you then take control of a company's finance. Once you take control of a company's finance, then you take control of all their data information, everything, where they bank, where they go, anything data related, you take control over that. So if you want to cripple a country, you then go after their manufacturing. China is doing this to the whole world, right? Everything's made in China. And they have that's their, that's their internal slogan to make sure that they are the world's number one manufacturer. So now you have when you take over countries manufacturing, then you take over countries infrastructure. This is why we have a lot of wars like American wars are typically a bit different from what you see now from the Israeli and the Hamas war, where you're just bombing the infrastructure. No, no, no. We keep infrastructure in place and we, 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 we turn people, you know, against one another. We keep key infrastructures in place because it costs too much to restore them. Mm-hmm. And then you go over communications. And once you take that country's communications from them, then you take that country's human resources from them after that. Now, I'm going to back up a little bit. This time, I'm not going to say country. I'm going to say black people. If you want to get rid of 37 million black people during the time of the civil rights movement and black people win the civil rights, but the first thing you say is, well, let's control the economics. How do we do that? Well, let's start redlining. If you want to Go to the next step and say, well, let's con- now that we now that we control the economy of black people, they can't get wealth, they can't they can't compete. Just to, and it doesn't just start here. It started with the slave codes, but I'm just jumping to modern period. Then you say, well, let's control the finances. Let's not pay them the same. Let's create unions. There were no unions. There were no unions until. Black people were free from slavery, the Jim Crow era and the civil rights era. There was no such thing as a union. That's unions, so deep. No, unions were to protect white labor. So now you say, all right, then, well, let's let's protect white labor. So we got to control the finances of black people. So let's and what's the number one financial provider of the white middle class housing. OK, let's stop. Black people from getting houses, supply prime lending, redlining, don't let them move into the suburbs, put them only to where the international, the interstate highways are so their properties can be devalued. And even if there's ever martial law, we can roll our tanks right in. Not just that, let's prime lend them to where their zip codes are not as good as our zip codes. And even now today, and you find it in this year, let's gerrymander our districts to where the people we want to vote for us won't be that. So that's all finances. Then you say, well, let's get their data information. And I just spoke upon it. Let's let's find out what black people live and don't give to them. Let's find out what black people live and pump drugs through there. Let's find out what black people live and do this and do that. So now what you have is this controlling of economics and finances and data information. Then you say black fe- black people better not be in charge of manufacturing. So now black people 
only job is to consume what has been manufactured, not to be the manufacturers themselves. And then you say, well, now we got to take the infrastructure away. So now you get real smart. You have folk, you have black folk in black neighborhoods, but don't own the neighborhood. So there's no such thing as Brother Polite would say, as a black neighborhood, there's only white neighborhoods populated by black people because those are white taxes going back to the white city, going back to the white independent school district, going back to the white municipal department, going back to the white police department. So there's no such thing. So now we're controlling the infrastructure. And once we control the infrastructure, come here, young black person, get this information from kindergarten all the way to grade 12. And if you be a good boy, if you be a good girl, go to college, we'll take care of you. And if you do that, get you a higher education, we'll take care of you. And if you don't want to do that, go to trade school where we own, we'll take care of you. Either way, get your communications from us. This is why when you try to get a rap deal, folk who can't rap, who know nothing about our community, are controlling what the raps come out and the messages going to our communities. And then you dominate the human resources and the human resources are simple because wherever there is human, there is labor and wherever there is labor, there is wealth. And black people have been constitutionally on every level from federal to state to even city etched into being the labor force of everybody else but us. So when I just told you long answer, when I just told you how this on um, the military taught me how to take over a country because I was special operations, I remember sitting back at 19 years old, 20 years old. And I remember going, dang, that's what they did to us. So technically, I started writing this book in my head when I was a PFC in United States Army as an intelligence analyst. But I wasn't I wasn't crafty or mature enough to put it down the pen just yet. But there you go. The very things. So what makes my I don't want to say different, but I picked up what I picked up after Claude Anderson's five floors, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And I created seven more floors. So I took Claude Anderson's fly, Dr. Claude Anderson's respectfully, his five story building. And I made 12 story building because it's needed. It's important. And the very same thing that they used against warring countries, warring civilizations, they use against war black people. So there you go. That was so deep. And I love how you kind of brought that in to not only bring it into the light of what we're dealing with today in society for people that look like you and I, but also a lot of people now where if you just don't have money, you might as well call yourself black because you're not winning, right? So let's talk about just some of the, disparities we all face how does resegregation kind of not only tackle systemic economic disparities um in our country but specifically for the black community oh what a great question there so there's so much and i won't uh, there's so much um firstly resegregation interacts with over 1000 sources. I think it's something, I think the exact number is 1,025 sources. I quote them all. They're all in footnotes and I have a bibliography at the end of the book as I have a master's degree and I have a master's degree in the writing field. So, you know, I took a very scholar's approach to this. 
Number one. Number two, one of the first things we begin talking about in the resegregation is this idea of where we come from and understanding the causes of the black wealth gap. And so it's the first thing I tackle. Here are the causes and the implications of the black wealth gap and how we got here. I bring up the pandemic, etc. Then I start defining the scope of the wealth gap. So now and it's the first two things I deal with. In chapter one, I'm talking about understanding wealth gap. Then I start talking about the final wealth gap. And this is where, to answer your question, where we start getting into the nitty gritty of things when I start defining how black people need to start setting other wealth goals and what those goals should be. Because if you are a black or any person of color, any indigenous people and, and black people, Dr. Claude Anderson would say, we are non-immigrants. We never immigrated here. We, you sh If you're not thinking about $10,000 a month after all expenses passively residually you have terrible money goals and that's not even the ultimate goal i give you but i, I define it out and greatly in in chapter three for sure for, from memory chapter three then i start talking about controlling these economic gaps and how we can move to them and then later on i start talking about how black people can create our own banks it's legal now, I give a very wealthy way of doing it, but there's so many different ways to do it. It's so many different ways. Money only has value because the dominant culture says it does. We can make anything valuable. I'm drinking LaCroix right now. If I want to trade LaCroix cans and make it valuable, I can. I, you drinking LaCroix, so we both got LaCroix, right? So shout out to them. Y'all owe us money. Okay, both of y'all. I mean, y'all company owes us money. Because we just inadvertently gave it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You feel me? But we can make that into it, right? So we're, we're tackling this wealth gap and tackling these approaches. But I teach you, I got a whole chapter teaching black people how to start a bank. I've been starting my own bank for six years now. I have my own economy. I have my own community. Don't nobody pay me. I sign checks. I put out direct deposits. I'm the white man with the money to to be a little bit charismatic here. This 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 is what we do. Right. And I give innovative approaches. And then I start talking about how black people need to get into tech blockchain. And if you don't get into technology, who are the first people they're going to fire? The folks they don't want to deal with. Oh, right. It's they're going to fire us. That's a whole nother chat. Just because, you know, they're taking away all these jobs for anybody that ain't skilled. That means young. That means old. That means black, white. And so that's a whole nother story in itself. But I don't want to I don't want to hold you up. Keep going. Nah, you do. You 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 right. Look, they're going to fire. They're going to fire two of you. One of them. Three of you. One of them. You know, so, man, the book and the power matrix is when I we started off with that is when I bring up exactly how to do it. So really, the entire book is and it's not just a research book of how we got here, but every chapter is a step by step guide of how to get out, how to keep your money, how to multiply your money, how to even make that money. That was deep there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real talk, real talk approaches, innovative approaches to black wealth, man, harnessing black unity, black power, controlling resources, establishing yourself for resources becoming a labor force stop being consumer so all that man back to you brother 
No, that's awesome. You know, we definitely have to play our role and do a lot. So there's a lot of people that may not know you, but as a tech billionaire, I got to kind of get into tech, right? Because technology is a thing that's always evolving and moving further and further. Of course, this book has a little bit of technology and kind of financial tech in there. How does it envision these tools transforming black wealth creation? Yeah, no doubt. Okay, so my company is definitely hovering at a, a billion dollars, but I ain't quite a big. Well, maybe, maybe I'm. If I'm not there, I'll be there in six months for sure. For sure, I'll be there in six months. But anyway, nevertheless. So I've been doing artificial intelligence since 2012. I'm a gifted programmer, and what I did, I snuck up on people. You know, I kind of did the same strategy than um, Robert F. Smith did, you know, and everybody found out he was a billionaire when y'all wanted to know he was a billionaire, right? You know, you're you, you going to find out later. Catch me on Sports Centers, what Robert F. Smith said. Yeah, you know what, what you want him to know. I did the same thing. I just had no idea that he even existed, just like he had no idea I existed. You know what I'm saying? So I started... This is I, I've been running the same company since 1996. It's the same company. It, it changed as I changed. It's the same company since 1996. I've never changed it, you know, added some different divisions, but never changed the company. So we as people of color, no, nah, I'm not going to say that because people of color is not the same thing as black people. Black is a culture. You know, they, 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 they've involved a lot of other people of color inside of what we call black because that's how you dilute us from getting anything because you if you don't want Jalen to get a hundred million dollars and you put people of color in there now Vietnamese people are getting a hundred million dollars to start a nail shop but you can't I bet you can't apply to go get a nail salon because you're not the right people of color that yeah. and they're not going to give us the same opportunity that they give they'll bring somebody ship them over in brand new before they give us that same opportunity well, in, our, in our community no, it's, it's well. It's, it's definitely got to be in our community because we have the, what what we have is what's so what what we have is called expendable income. Everybody has it, but black people, we don't we don't. Our expendable income is for everybody but us. We we don't hold our income at all. We don't hold our income. We 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 get up in the morning, and drive past black people just to go pay white people as fast as possible. Like, I'll never listen to Jalen Hughes and his podcast because he just like me, you know, so we can't wait to log on to a white platform controlled by white people and say this podcast changed my life instead of having our own. It's a lot. It's a lot there that I could just go on and on and on about. But I'll 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 be nice for now. Back to the AI and the technology conversation, black people, we have to. Stop. Let me just say it the way it is. I'm gonna get in trouble for this. So maybe if we if we go viral, it's definitely because of what I'm about to say. Uh oh no. I'm definitely in trouble for what I'm about to say for sure, but here we go. The reason why black people don't accept technology as much as we should is because of the black church. Now you have to be careful here, and I'm not going to give any opinions. I'm just going to state facts, and I'm going to do it as kindly as possible. 
black people typically like we don't like technology in church right but we're using a microphone to preach and hoop and holler and we got speakers those are technologies y'all missed it we we can't stand technology but we use technology for the word of god we have an organ that's a technology if it does not come from human if it didn't if it ain't your fingers it's technology a bow and arrow is technology a hammer a chisel is technology so we got the loudest speakers and we got the organ we a tambourine is technology we don't really process what technology is but when you go to a black church you travel back into 1920 just to have church number one the reason why I bring it up first, and it's not this this is not an assault on the big C, the the Christianity, but I'm saying how the local body, how the community, how black people still are reared to have the church be the center of life. The problem with that is I've never benefited. Well, that's an opinion. Let me let me. That's an opinion. I'm, I'm, I'll remind me to come back. I've never benefited. I'll, I'll on, say it. it's a controversial statement, but it's an opinion. I want to keep opinions out of it just for, for right now. Yeah. The problem with that is we've been raising two hundred fifty million dollars since I don't know, and black wealth has not gone up one percent because when we collect those funds. They're not collected to black wealth. They're collected in the black church with the black with the white bank that owns that mortgage and the flood insurance and the taxes and everything else. Well, not taxes, it's nonprofit, but everything else. And 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 so since we don't embrace technology, typically, I think in America, you can I mean, you can look this up. Pew Report, Tom Rainier talks about this. Um, I think the average church size in America is 17 members. Like, like that's real talk. That's real talk. The average church size in America is 17 members. So your 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 average, you know, 33, something like that. So when you don't embrace technology, the only people that can be on payroll is the pastor and the organist. I'll just sit that there for right now. That's I deep. Just, I just, so but what, it's also deep because I feel like people are declining from the church and we're losing our youth, but that's a whole nother story. So keep going. It, it's, it, it definitely is another story. I'm going to comment on it so bad, but I will stick to the subject for now. And if that comes back up with my everything in me, I got fired. It wants me to comment on that. However, we embrace the Lord. We embrace the church. We embrace ecclesiology. Who has better worship than black folk? I point them out. I dare you. I, I dare you. Find me somebody that loved the Lord more than black folk. And I ain't never seen it. I ain't never seen it. No, 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 I ain't never seen it. There's a lot of people out there that'll uh, condemn the next person because they're the top Christian out there, right? That's right. So things. the reason why I'm bringing this up because the church fundamentally acts like the casino and the corner store allow me to explain so when you don't embrace technology 
you become the consumer. So we are consumers of Christianity and not producers of it. All right, let me put this mic a little bit close. I'm trying to get that. I'm trying to get you. I'm, I see I'm, where you're going, but I want them to see where you're going. Keep going. As I told y'all, this is going to get me in trouble, but the Bible did not happen. doesn't matter if it's real or not. It didn't happen in Boston, Massachusetts. It happened in Africa. The entire Bible happened in Africa. Ain't no such thing in the Middle East. The entire Bible. Jerusalem is in Africa. The entire Bible happened in Africa. Yet, our experience with our religions, and this is this is a Christian thing. This it doesn't look like this in the Muslim faith. It looks a little different in the Muslim faith. Muslims give about seven percent more than Christians. Christianity is a bit. Uh, let me say that the local body that does Christianity, because I'm not talking about the big C, I'm talking about the local body. I'm not talking about, <clears throat> oh my God, this so, you asked a so bad question that this, like, when y'all go back and watch this video, just look at my face and go, this man won't answer, but he's not gonna answer, but I am gonna answer, but you know what I'm saying? We gonna like, get the hard facts you know, out. You, you know, didn't come yeah, here yeah, not yeah. to tell the people what they need to hear now. All right, what does the casino do? It sits inside of a community with expendable resources and snatches the resources and never get back. What is the corner store? Not convenience store. A convenience store has a restroom. A corner store does not. Uh-huh. What does a corner store do? Sit inside of a community that has expendable resources, snatches from that community, never gives back. I don't care. We love the black folk, love the hood store. The hood store ain't never investing in your youth tackle football league. Hood store, hood store ain't never bought your Sunday dinner, not your Sunday dinner, which y'all raising, you, you put, they put the fishes, the, the fish, I said fishes, the fish and the sausage, and you raising it for past anniversary. Hood store ain't never gave that. They always got discounts on the cheap stuff, too. So economically, my friends, economically, the casino, the corner store, and the church all sit in communities where expendable income is snatch from that community and never give back. And I know somebody can say, not my church. And I get it. I'm not trying to do a blanket statement. We're talking about for the most part, this is why, and we know this psychologically, this is why most black people don't even live in a neighborhood in which their church resides. Most black people don't even live in a neighborhood where their church resides. So it's, it's a, it's a thing. So when you don't embrace technology, you embrace something else. So what is the opposite of embracing technology or faith? Oh my God. Okay. Technology is to be embraced. Faith is to be embraced. A lot of people have problem embracing both. This is why you think there's a war between science and religion. This, this is why you have people have a war with zodiac signs, even though there's nothing about that witchcraft whatsoever. You have a, you have a war with 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 doing. You have a war with conscious black people having an altar, but you go to the altar and pray because wow. your Bible is African. This altar talk, this sacrifices talk, is an African thing. All religions come from Africa. And to be honest with you, said kindly, all religions come from witchcraft. 
It's the first religion. But nevertheless, your Bible has five official sacrifices to where Paul has to say in Romans chapter 12, one and two, I beseech these brothers to be under the mercies of God, to be holy and acceptable, to be a living sacrifice. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it in order, but I'm also going out of order. Why? Because it's your reasonable service. But what's the most important here? To be a living sacrifice sacrifice so he's taking the little the levitical sacrificial system because paul is in africa saying listen i know you understand this sacrifice but there's been one who has sacrificed so when you don't embrace technology you embrace the opposite which is faith and faith says don't question things faith says don't do anything god will do it for you rewind press play faith says god will fight my battles yeah but why God is fighting your battles, white folk went to chalkboards and fought that battle of mathematics and put us in the moon. Why? So, so there's, a, there's an idea here. So what's the idea? You go to Beverly Hills. I'm in, I'm in the Houston area. So you go to River Oaks. One church, 25 miles. You go to folk who have not embraced technology, nine churches, two blocks. Come on, man. They not ready for that. They not ready for that. Nine churches, two blocks, nine churches. You go to an affluent area, one church in the 25 miles out that area. It's not even a church in that area. That's 100%. So I haven't given my opinion. I want to, but I haven't gave you my opinion. The opinion, I told you, remind me to say something, but I'm, oh, the only time that most people don't know, or most of your listeners won't know, but I pastored a church for 12 years. I just stopped actively pastoring not too long ago. And the only time I ever been, mm-hmm, the only time I ever benefited from the black church is when I became the pastor. And it made me sick to my stomach. It's why <clears throat> it's why I think I drew a salary from my church the first year I started pastoring for one month or two. After that, I stopped drawing salary. Now, listen to me well. Your pastor deserves a salary. That's not what I said. I was going to say they do work very hard. No, 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 no. Your pastor deserves a salary. And it's also in your Bible. It's in the book of Leviticus. Your pastor, you got, so there actually is 12, it's 13 tribes of Israel. We say 12 because the, the Levites don't count in that number because they're supposed to be, the 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 12 are supposed to tie to the Levites. I'm not telling you not to pay your pastor. I'm just saying that I had resources where I didn't have to draw for salary. So I did not. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right, go ahead, brother, because we we are already in deep, 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 deep. We are. Ah. We are. And before we take our break, I want to kind of get a little bit back to what you were saying, because for me, I think representation and being able to see somebody do it in your field that looks like you is huge. So me personally, I only know one black banker, and that's because of, of the circle that I'm in. And I don't really know him. So can we discuss just a little bit about the significance of black owned banks and media platforms? Because, you know, they always try to control the narrative. And if we're pushing our voice out, 
we can control our own narrative. Well, whoever controls the education controls the the, the economic the economy. So whoever controls the narrative controls the resources. So everybody on this planet and everybody listening to me, the only thing that's valuable on this planet is resources. Nothing else. This microphone is not valuable. But wherever these resources came out of Africa, that was valuable. This, this is a $3,000 microphone. I, I don't even mean it as a humble flex. But somewhere there is, re, somewhere in the dirt was these resources. That was the only thing that was valuable. And the only way to pay people is to you have to control resources themselves. So if you control the narrative, you control resources. It, it, it's, it's about two levels down. It may be even four, but you control those resources. So the, the, the importance of having black media, black, it's not even, you know what, it's, this isn't about black media. This isn't about, this is not about black media. This is not about black representation. Because here's the problem. Someone's going to get mad at me in the comment and they're going to get so mad and say, why it can't just be black? It should be everybody. But here's the problem with that. Spanish folk got their own media because they have a language to close off their oppressor. French folk got their own media because they have a language to close off the oppressor. White folk got their own media. You got you hear when you go in the elevator, for God's sake. The elevator music is not Jay-Z. It is not Jay-Z. It, it is not black music. Black folk, all we have is a culture. They stole our language forced us into another language so now we can't use that language to protect our media to protect our education i am genuinely a black man right now speaking english now i speak a few other languages i want you to process that information 96 percent of my dna comes from west africa but if i go to west africa which i do all the time i'm going to get english English just got here 500 years ago. They stole our language. So when you say black media representation, black books, black education representation, not only are you being wise, but the premise in itself is flawed because only black folk need to have a BET, need to have black representation because every other culture has representation but us. So nobody else calls it representation. They just call it Tuesday. That's so deep in itself. Well, that's what we're struggling. It's so badly, but that's a whole other. Keep going. We only so when we when you ask when you ask why did you write a black character? You have to ask that question because it's weird to write a black character. Like I was born in 1981, so I started off the millennial generation, and I was I was old. Well, I wasn't old enough then. But I'm talking about Boomerang, Eddie Murphy, Holly Berry, you know, it's a classic movie, classic, classic, classic movie. But maybe I was old enough, but about two years later, I got conscious enough to recognize, damn, that movie was controversial. The idea of Eddie Murphy having a all black cast of all successful black people that did not do any drugs or nothing was controversial at the time look it up 
they the Cosby show was originally supposed to be janitors. Bill Cosby, and I don't mean to, to bring with the controversy, I'll leave that alone. Bill Cosby said, No, we're gonna do doctors and lawyers. So this idea of representation is so flawed, not because we shouldn't be asking. It shouldn't even be a question because Polish people listen to Polish radio. Spanish people listen to Spanish radio. Black folk can't do it because black folk radio is controlled by their oppressor. That was so deep. That was so deep. And I don't even, it's so true. You know, we we talk about it all the time. I've only given my opinion one time on this podcast so far, whatever you want to call it. I've only given my opinion one time. Everything else is... It's 100% fact. No, keep going. My bad. I just wanted to say, I've only given my opinion one time. Nah, it's all good, man. We're we're here for you. And uh, the people don't be so, we're here for you. And we love what we're hearing. So let's take a quick break. I want to do a little bit of a game, right? So this game is going to be either or, right? So I'm going to give you a, a few books or whatnot okay. that I want you to say which one you think you would like best. And you can give a little bit of blurbage if you like which one more than the other one. Is it like rapid fire? Is the game? It is going to be rapid fire. So I'm going to keep it rapid fire there. Let's go. Perfect. All righty. So first one, right? Think and Grow Rich or How to Win Friends and Influence People? Oh. (laughs) I told you we were coming with it. How to Win Friends and Influence People. No, Think and Grow Rich is my favorite book of all time. Oh, one of them. How to win friends and influence people. There's a reason why if we come back to it. Okay. Okay. 48 laws of power. 48 laws of power. Don't, don't even need the second one. <laughs> 48 laws of power. I don't even need the second one. 48 laws of power. <laughs> already. Already. You could have put the Bible next to it. I still would have said 48 laws of power. It doesn't matter. 48 laws of power. It's the same. It's for the same reason I picked. Instead of thinking, girl, see, thinking, girl, rich is internal. Okay. I, I, keep keep rapid fire. Remind me to come back to these, and I'll explain why. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay, so the seven daily habits or atomic habits. Seven daily habits. Same reasons. Mm. Okay. Kofi Sai or Harry Potter. Kofi Sai. I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and this one it isn't a book, but I had to put this in here, right? Because I feel like we all have someone that we look up to in the black community in some ways or that we could relate to, right? Right. So MLK or Malcolm X? Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Uh, With all respect to MLK, Malcolm X. There's no doubt about it. There's there's no doubt about it, for sure. Now, you said you wanted to give us an explanation, so the rapid fire is kind of over, and I'll let you do your thing. It's a simple explanation. The books that I chose all control other people's perception. The books that I chose do that. When you think you're rich or how to win friends and influence people, you don't need to know how to be wealthy in your mindset. If you believe you are and you can be friendly, you will get most of the things you want out of this world. Four day laws of power, controlling people's reception perception. So I chose the books. Knowledge is not power. And I know I'm supposed to say applied knowledge is power. I'm not even saying that either. Perception is power. Knowledge ain't power. Man, white folk built this world. Well, they ain't built this world. Black folk built this world. I was going to say, hold on now. Put some respect on our name. My bad. White folk built this new world through trial and error. 
They just tried something and said, that ain't work. Let's do this. Perception says they all united. That's not true. Donald Trump shows you that. Donald Trump divide white folk more than Barack Obama ever did. Perception, controlling perception. What's a credit score? A numerical formula of your integrity. And what does that numerical formula of your integrity do? Control the perception of the banks and whoever's trying to give you, whoever you're trying to get money from. That's why I chose those books. I love that. I love that. And it's all about strategy too. The way you go about things is, is, you know, key to how you're going to get to where you want to go. So let's talk about what strategies does the book suggest for creating sustainable and resilient black owned businesses and infrastructures? So that's a good question. If, if you never read the book, you just need to remember that you need to control economics, you need to control finances, you need to control data information, you need to control manufacturing, you need to control infrastructure, communications, and human resources. If you never read the book, this is where this is Antonio's thing. This is the power matrix. That's chapter 12 breaks that down in an insanely great way. That's the it's actually called the power matrix, which is the name of the book. So that's that right there. To answer the rest of the question, it talks about building black banks. It talks about people getting in the code, artificial intelligence, embracing technology. So I take, again, I I genuinely pick up where Dr. Claude Anderson left, left off, but I mean in the most respectable way. The book is dedicated to him. He just didn't get to write his book in 2023 like I did. And I, I I go from there and he's not an artificial intelligence engineer like I am. So I have a different perspective because that's what we're supposed to have. Slight flex. What, what, no doubt. I definitely <laughs> slight flex, but, but that's why he's my hero. Uh, Dr. Claude is my hero because of who he is and what he's done for the community. If we want to create sustained black wealth, y'all need to do a few things. Write all this down. God bless you for him asking this question. Number one, you need to understand how money works. Number two, you need to understand how you work inside how money works. I'll break both of these down. Number one, how does money work? Number two, how you work inside of how money works. So what is number one? How does money work? You collect it or you sell what you know. That's it. You're going to collect money or you're going to sell what you know. So the only way to actually make money is to serve people. So you're going to serve people with a monthly subscription by collecting that money, or you're going to serve people by selling what you know. And it's as simple as that. So you're either going to be a coach in your particular case, you're a content guru. So you're selling what you know. If you want to be wealthy, you need to come, you need to merge the two. You need to sell what you know and collect that money, residual income. What do you do when you have real estate? You're just collecting money. 167 unit apartment complex, sit back, drink your LaCroix and your, your beer. And hey, 167 people in the first month will give you their money. If they don't, you will evict them. It's just, just collecting money. So that's how money works. You serve people and you ought to collect money or you sell what you know. Number two, what I promise to tell you is, so how do you exist in that collecting or selling what you know? You, one, trade time for money. Two, you invest money to make more money. Three, you have multiple streams of income. 
So having this basic understanding leads to the third part. Well, let me repeat that so everybody can probably take notes. Number one, you're going to you're going to trade time for money. That means you're going to clock in somewhere. You're going to say, I have no value. Please, person who giving me a job, tell me what value I have. Hold on now. Don't attack them now. But that's the most of but let's be honest. That's, that's the most what, that's what it of is. Us. That's what it so is. So we have to really fight this and keep going through. No, no, no. It's no no. It's 100 percent what it is. Even I employ people, I pay people a salary, I tell them what they're worth. The the thing different for me is I'm just nice. I pay people more than what they're worth, but then I also tell them I'm not even putting a finger on what you're worth. I just happen to be nice about mine, but it's also why I employ few people so I can overpay them than trying to put everybody on. So now that you understand, one, you serve money or you, I mean, you, you serve people by collecting money or or selling what you know, then you have multiple streams and going backwards this time, have multiple streams of income and have your money invest in, in money and make money, get pregnant, have babies, or you trade time for money. So the third logical step is you have to now learn how to, with those two things in mind, this is your basic foundation. Those two things in mind, what do you need to do? Number one, learn how to make it. Once you learn how to make it, that by make it, I don't mean, excuse me, let me rewind. Learn how to produce it. I didn't mean make it. Produce money. Learn how to produce it. Produce money is what we're trying to do. Number two, learn how to keep what you have produced. And number three, multiply what you just learned how to do. Oh, multiply what you're just trying to do, right? Now, think about this for a moment. With those three things in mind, I still ain't touched your question. That's how hard finances is in the system in which we've learned it. That I just had this conversation. I gave six, six, and two, eight things, and we got to take notes of what we should have been learning since cradle from the cradle that's how hard after that y'all need to get into income producing assets as fast as possible okay <clears throat> income producing assets as fast as possible what is the income well what's an asset puts money in your pocket and liability takes it out <clears throat> but we don't want things putting money in our pockets that aren't cash flowing so we want cash flowing income producing assets gold that's any natural mineral. Real estate was probably the best performing of all time outside of gold, if if not better. But I'm not talking about single. So if y'all listen to me, I don't I don't recommend none of y'all getting a single family homes. But if you have to, then play Monopoly. Get you four single family homes, trade them in for a hotel. Not necessarily a hotel in this particular case, but an apartment complex. Get you a 16 unit apartment complex. Actually, you know what? Nope. I changed my mind. None of y'all need to get a single family home because you can get four houses and you can get four doors in the United States of America and it's still residential. So you shouldn't even be buying a single family home. You should be buying anything with four doors because it's residential. Well, I want my dream home. Why? Why? Don't get your dream home. Get you a 16-unit apartment complex for $200,000, $300,000, $400,000. Well, I'm talking Texas prices. $400,000, live in that joint, live in apartment one for two years, have apartment two, three, and four, pay, have apartment two, three, and four, go all the way into your investment account that you're getting ready 
to do for three years, take everybody else's hard earned income, put it inside of an account and don't touch it. Don't buy stupid stuff. Don't do nothing. Pay your bills. Then move out with their money. Rewind. Press play. I'm not telling none of y'all to get a single family home. You should all get a four unit home because it's residential. And for three years, stack your chips with their money. Stack your chips with they money. Go ahead, bro. I'm, I'm just talking. so glad you said that right now because literally now is the perfect time when coming up with this drop that we're going to have in 2024. I mean, you got people like Grant Cardone and other people talking about it. You know, you stay in it for a year, you get the loan, you move on. Five years, you got a uh, in equity, you're about a millionaire. Like, that's that's the cheat code, and we're not putting it. We need to really empower our people in our community. So I'm glad we're having this talk. So with that being said, how can we not only empower our community more? So how do you envision empowering the black community to control the economic turn and future through the book that, that you have written? Oh, it's straight up. That's where you got to resegregate. That's the name of the book. That's the name. It's actually a three volume series. Part two is a lot more inflammatory than part one. To simplify this, Black people, money. You did ask me just about the black community, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Black people, money needs to bounce around our community 18 to 21 times before we drop it out. <clears throat> Let me give you a few examples of this. Black folk, we need to start carpooling. Why, why all of us got a car? And I know why. I know the culture. When I'm going, when I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. I know the culture. I'm, I'm in black. I got locks in my head. Like I'm, it, it just is what it is. Like I'm so black. I chipped my tooth last month. Got the money to go get fixed it, but I ain't just made time to go get my, my, my tooth fixed. Like that's how black I am. I I'll get there when I get there. I'm on camera right now with a chipped tooth. Now I don't give a damn. I'm black. Black is a culture. I'm very black. It's a culture. African is a race. Black is a culture. I am all of the it's culture cultural, that man. is black. Okay. So I get the culture of being black. However, if you get $7,000 worth of income tax, queen, king, why did you not buy some sort of duplex? Because with an FAH loan, you can put 3% down. That's 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 it. 7000 to get you a whole duplex. Easy. It sure will. It, it, Can you tell them what that is? Because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't know what that is. A, 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 a house with two units. Two, we call them doors. The FHA loan as well. Oh, oh, oh. Is it Federal Housing Allowance? It's... It's typically reserved for first-time home buyers. You would, you would obviously have to stay in the place for I think one year or two. I, I know it's one year, but they could have changed the law. I, I want to say I want to feel like they did change the law to two. But you can do this unless you put one to three percent down. Plus, and most of y'all don't notice. I just want you to listen. If you have the internet, type in your county. Type in these words: down payment assistance in. And you're going to put your county, whatever your county is. Don't actually put the words your county. Like everybody do it while I'm talking right now. Everybody do what I'm talking right now. Down payment assistance in your county. And I swear to you, 
there are hundreds, thousands of dollars available for you right now as we speak for you to get a down payment. So if you only need 3% down and you short 3,000, you don't even need to spend it. Down payment assurance, down payment assurance, down payment assistance in your county, you will find out who's giving down payment assistance and it's easy to qualify for it. So th- these these are these are things. That's the real tea, y'all. I hope y'all listen to that. I know he's been preaching, but like, yo, I gotta because real estate is one of the ways to really not only have that it might be the only way, bro, passive at this point. income, yeah, but to not only help people like us because anybody can get into real estate as long as you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's it, it might be the only way, and I'm I'm saying that kind of tongue in cheek, but also seriously because. It's so hard to find gold, and if you if you you can find you know, I can find gold, gold all at the mall. Yeah, but that's not it's valuable. Don't get it twisted. But it's you know they have a purity level of gold. You know that that's why they snatched. That's why they scared your grandmother. Not when your grandmother that would have been in 1970. That would have been your parents. That's why they scared your parents and told them um, when they started getting rid of the golden the, the the gold back dollar. They they threatened everybody. We gonna give up the gold. We'll give it the go. I sure hope y'all blowing up these comments wherever his podcast is at. Bro, if you make $7,000, you know what? Let me give you another plan. I haven't said this in years. Black folk have large families for the most part. If five of y'all families would live in one house, and, and let me tell you, we do this now. We all be at grandmother's house. I said it the way I wanted to say it now. We all be at grandmother's house. Okay? So we 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 custom to this now. We grew up like that. We grew up f- foot, feet, you know, head over here, feet over here, head over here, feet under here. We grew up in the second living room, the little den, and could sleep over 13 cousins. So we can do it. If five families lived in one house, you ready for this, bro? Y'all I mean, pay- I'm ready, but I hope they ready. Y'all will pay bills twice a year. Let me explain. If you family number one, you pay all the bills for January. Nobody of the four families have to pay anything. February is second family. You save money. You ain't got to pay nothing. March, third family. No, March, second family. No, third family. Oh, I forgot I got my alpha thing on. I got stuff. <laughs> Let me start doing that. Put it off the camera. March is second family. You ain't got to pay nothing. April, third family. You ain't got to pay nothing. Uh, May, fourth family. You ain't got to pay nothing. June, fifth family, you ain't got to pay nothing. July, back on you. You pay bills twice a year. And you mean to tell me you can't win saving 10% of your income? I mean, 10 months of your income? But we don't do that. But Hispanics do. Asians do. They put their hoods though right in our neighborhood to live upstairs. Whoo-wee. But not even just that. They also, they care for their grandparents. They're not getting kicked out at 18 because they mom and dad are tied to them or just a single mom because of the situations, you know. And I don't want to be too 
excessive, but these are the things that our society deals with, and they're so action-packed, and there's challenges and everything. So I really appreciate what you were saying. I do kind of want to move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't um, know where we at. I'm just doing my thing. No, you, you definitely are, and I really appreciate that. I know that people do as well. This is awesome, Antonio. We appreciate you. What are some key challenges that the book identifies for Black communities in achieving economic empowerment? And how does it suggest overcoming them? And also, because I know you, how do you suggest really overcoming them? Fair enough. Key challenges. <clears throat> we've kind of already stated how do you get into economics, finances, data manufacturing, data information, manufacturing, and community, I mean, communication, infrastructure, human resources. Other ways, how do you start your own bank, which I, I would give you a step-by-step -step guide to that. How do you get into technology? How do, how do women get into technology how do black women get into technology i, I dress yeah yeah I, for sure enough i address that in the book for sure for sure for sure so all these things are addressed now how do with key so that's the key things i address how do how how does it apply to you all and how do how do you get there well well actually i actually actually first two questions all in one how do i what else would i add to that like if i had to rewrite the book over what would I say? It's coming. Part two is going to address a lot more, but from a different perspective, not finances. Part one was all about finances. Part two is not. Part two is about racism and systematic oppression and systematic racism. But if I had to write the book over again, I would spend even more time on the AI revolution. And I would probably teach coding classes right in the middle of the book. I really would. That's probably what I would do. And I spent a lot of time on artificial intelligence and tech. I spent a lot of time. It's the whole big chunk of the book. But I would do even more of that because I, I would spend that and real estate is the two things that I would even add even more into. That's what I would do, brother. Yeah, you got you got yourself muted. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I love that. That's awesome. That's definitely um, stuff we need. And, you know, we need to have a vision, right? We need to know where we're going and we need to know not only the ways to go about it, but just how do we go together? And you've given us a lot of tea for that. So I really appreciate that. Right up. What future economic landscape does Antonio, well, does you envision for the Black community through the implementation of the power matrix for us to own the next big tech companies for us to own the next big human resources companies for there to be black owned what you call them <clears throat> property management companies for for us to own so you know like the printing press that that means when you write a book you're not just owning the publishing company but you own the printing so you're not paying ten dollars and 57 cents for your book because you awesome. own that and you own the ink <clears throat> that they using and then amazon not taking 67 and it's not an amazon problem this is all 30 part third party problem but you know amazon is a cooperative here so amazon's not taking 67 percent of your profits because you own the amazon this is what i envision for black people moving forward that 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 we are producing the imac we we are developing we're developing the 
the privacy screens and the and the technology, the the cases and the and the cameras. We we own the dentist things. We're not just building tools. We own the silver that come out the ground. But this is what I envision that we're not just building things, but we control the ground and how we produce and form those things. This is this is what I see for us. If you apply this book, obviously, because that's what you asked. No, definitely. Um, and you know what? I definitely feel like you're a pioneer in what you're doing. And I'm trying to be a pioneer of my own, right? Because media, tech, all these things are the high highs high money and also high influence, right? Because that is what this world is going to. Um, so I, I definitely appreciate that. But I want to give a message to the readers. What would be a core message that you could give and a takeaway from resegregation? And what actions do you feel and hope they will take, at, each reader will take from this? So I'm going to take just from Baby Boy in the movie, Robert Singleton. I think Robert Singleton passed. Didn't he pass? Whoever singing the past. Uh, I think so. You're talking about baby boy with Jody, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, Culture. Yeah, yeah. Culture. Yes, I'm, yes, I, I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna give y'all readers. Yeah, I told you I'm black, bro. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm gonna take it from baby boy. Uh Omar, not Omar. What's Omar Gooden brother name? Anyway, we know who I'm talking about though. You know, he, he, uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. Oh no, so he's Omar. So it's Omar. It's Omar Gooden. I'm right. I'm right. Cuba Gooden Jr. But it's Omar I'm talking about. So I, I, that's right. Gotcha. So Omar Gooden. At like the pitch point, at the plot turn one of the book, he and, and I love it, bro. You you probably gotta you probably gotta pull up the clip, man. That man say he he look out and he say. Jody say, man, what's wrong with you, man? And he go, man, everything wrong with me, man. And he start going off, everything wrong with me. Say what, man? Look, there's only two people, Jody. We are the producers or we consumers. And he hit that hard. And it, it, it's on YouTube for sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, baby boy producers and consumers. You find it yourself. Baby boy producers and consumers. If you find that clip, bro, you got to play it, man, for sure. Because it push, it hit hard. That man... And Jody don't even he Jody don't even see where he coming from. But by the time he done in a short little two minutes, you can see on his face. Damn, I just heard something. I I, I heard that I, something about that. I heard, but I don't know. You know, we are the producers, or we are consumers. <clears throat> it's the what I hope you learn from this book. What I hope you get from this book. What do I hope you do after it? Be more producers be more producers don't don't if you have to consume anything make sure you get paid when you consume it upon consumption new rule if you don't get paid when you consume something within an instant or 30 days you shouldn't have bought it you shouldn't have bought it that's deep run it spin a blog for my people yes sir i got you new rule if you don't get paid when you consume something Instantly or within 30 days, you shouldn't have bought it. You gotta get your money back. <clears throat> you shouldn't have bought it. That's real estate, too. I don't want to hear you. I had a real estate deal, man. In seven years, I'm gonna get paid. Yeah, yeah. That's a bad deal. If you also did get paid at closing, that ain't that's not how wealthy buy real estate. 
It's not worth it by real estate. We buy already cash flow properties. So we're trying to get paid in 30 days. We're not buying things that we got to fix and flip. We're not buying distressed properties unless you're buying. Now, this is a single family home. Now, if you're buying a distressed property, but the way you got your equity set up, if you're buying stress, distressed properties and you got a bunch of equity in there, then you got paid upon buying because equity. This is this, this game of the wealthy, bro. There's a lot of tricks and trades to this. I swear there really is. And um, you've definitely given us a lot of value. So I know my people really appreciate that. And I appreciate that because I'm sitting here learning myself. So before we get up out of here, give them some closing moments that you might want people to know, not only about you, but about the book. Um, shout out to your socials because people need to hear this tea that you are giving. And uh, we're going to do it like that. No doubt. If y'all go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, whatever, and type in Antonio T. Smith Jr. Names on the screen. If you're hearing this audio lady, it's just Antonio, like San Antonio, T, letter T, June Smith, and then Junior, Jr. If you do that and then type in resegregation, you'll find the book. Y'all go cop that for sure. Before we start recording, it was number three bestseller before we start recording. I have no idea where it's at now. But it was number three before we started recording. So it's a big deal. Number one, if you want to reach out to me directly, let's say less. Don't call me, but you can text me. It's not 1982. You text me. OK, I'm, I'm busy, but you can text 409-500. I'm on my bad. That was my blackness coming out. 409-500. There you go. One five four six. You know, that 500, you know, four zero nine five hundred. 1546 you text me directly i'll give you my socials there if you just need to reach out to me on social i use instagram personally so i don't really try to grow my instagram it's not really my thing i like i just like instagram so i'm i'm there a lot my you can search for me antonio t smith jr but everywhere i'm at the t-h-e definite article a-t-s-j-r the a-t-s-j-r you'll find me everywhere Definitely appreciate that. Before I get out here, dude, you you have so many books out. I'm actually I got one of them right now. Up on behind me, yeah, yeah, show it. Kofi side. I mean, you guys gotta come out. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and if you weren't during our little blurbage earlier in the break, I said that because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and we need to see more black representation in tech and in magic. And so, if this is the book to get, if you guys are looking out there, also, you want to give them a little bit about WonderCon. Just should I tell them about WonderCon? You can tell them about one to kind, but I'll just say this here, that you have been a blessing, brother. I hope everybody subscribed to your podcast. I'm sure enough going to rip it off the internet. Ain't even going to lie to you. I'm going to play it everywhere, blow you up, but I'm just going to steal it. You ain't got to give me permission. I'm going to just jank that joint. Ain't anything for sure. Just want to give you your roads, man, before I run out of time. But you can go tell them about one to kind. Let me, let me just set you up. One to kind is our huge event coming up, and this man, Jalen, is in charge. Go ahead, brother. I mean, you kind of just said all what needed to be said. But WonderCon is going to be an amazing event, y'all. Right now, I, I've, I've been going live every day, and I'm going to go live again 
because y'all need to get these tickets. They are only $10 for virtual tickets for WonderCon right now for Black Friday. Only going until November 27th. But I'll be honest with you guys. Regular price $799. Yeah, that <laughs> regular price $799. I want y'all to think it's a $10 conference. The, the VIP ticket is $3,000. But anyway, keep going. Look, big money, <laughs> no whammies. We're not just giving you amazing people, amazing value, amazing environment, but we're giving you a real environment to learn, to grow, and to become a wanderer, and to become someone that can really envision everything they want to envision and becomes the best versions of themselves through what we got going on. Antonio will be speaking. I will be speaking. We have a lot of other great speakers and I know some of them are in my circle. So shout out to Kikifers and uh, what they got going on. And um, honestly, uh, this is the place to get it. So if you are looking for a ticket, definitely you can comment down here. I know my partner in crime, Grace, can get at you. If not, you're going to have to talk to me because you like me anyway. So it's really whatever. But we really, really appreciate Antonio for coming on today and all of his things. Number what number three best seller? Number best three, seller. I, I check it right now. Hold on, I, hold on. You gonna be on. number I, one I, too? Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. I'll check it right now because we're all yeah. about manifestation and speaking into existence. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and check it. But yeah, I just yeah, I'm doing it right now. It, it, they got an amazing the today, and you know you can't always get this type of value it's still for free. <laughs> nah, nah, that's what I do though, man. It's just what I do for sure. It's still number three right now. Y'all, y'all go buy the book, man. If I added any value to you, if you want to see it's I don't make no money off the book. I, I make no money off the book that's on purpose. I priced it to where <clears throat> I think it's one dollar or something I make off the book because the book is 507 pages. I ain't even trying to make the money off the book. I'm already I'll make the money off the book a different way. Okay, a different way, a whole different way. I'll make money off the book. This ain't about money. This is about helping our people. Okay. But if I if I wanted to make money book, I see you to my website. Y'all go there, big it up, because I don't know. Put it in Dr. Claude Anderson hand, Oprah or somebody. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but you know, I'm done. You know, run that. <laughs> well, with that being said, we really definitely appreciate you, Antonio. I know I've been talking about you a lot. You are my mentor. You've been you've been doing the things, showing the way for all the people out here. Um, do you have any final sayings before we let you go? Move before you're ready. If y'all trying to do something, you ain't gonna never be ready. Move. When you move, you'll automatically get ready. The universe will conspire to get you ready. Whatever you've been praying for, somebody need to hear this. <clears throat> somebody was praying, whatever you've been praying for, move. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about getting it together. Don't worry about getting it, understanding it. Don't worry about the things happening. Don't worry about who's not with you. Move before you're ready. If you're trying to lose weight or release weight, so to speak, move before you're ready. Just take your, take your butt to the gym. There you go. I fix it up real quick. Take your butt to the gym. Watch what you're eating. Move before you're ready. Life will always bless those who have moved before they're ready. And with that being said, I ain't go overshadow it. That was perfect. It's your boy, Jalen. I appreciate everyone for coming in. We had an amazing guest, Antonio T. Smith Jr. And uh, we're going to have to see y'all in the next one. Definitely go check out Kofi Sai. And 
What was the one we talked about again? The power. I'm sorry, man. We talked nah, about nah, nah. resegregation, the power the matrix. Resegregation, yeah. the power matrix. Definitely go check that out and become part of the community and the family. And we're going to see you on the next one. All right, child. Peace.